The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. Our guest today is Cheryl Ingstead, who's the Director, Artificial Intelligence and Technology Office at the Department of Energy. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you so much for joining us on AI Today. Well, thanks, Kathleen and Ron. I'm looking forward to participating in Data for AI Week next week. And I just want to say it's great to have you guys as AI thought leaders getting the word out. Thank you so much, Cheryl. And we're looking forward to that as well. For our listeners that may want to learn more about that conference, we encourage you to check it out at dataaiconf.com. That's dataaiconf.com. Cheryl Ingstad will be delivering a keynote at that event, and we are very excited to have her join us. But today, we're really excited to have you on the podcast, Cheryl. So thank you for joining us. And we'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell them a little bit about your background and your current role at DOE. Sure, it's a pleasure. As far as my background, I've really had two careers, one in military as an intelligence and a signal officer, and I was an early leader in the information operations at Defense Intelligence Agency, which now a lot of the type of work I did is referred to as cyber officers. And this experience really gave me an appreciation for cybersecurity as well. And then I had a second career in the private sector as a business leader and recently leading AI projects in R&D. And mostly I've worked with small and medium-sized businesses and set them on a strong foundation for the future. And now my current role, which I'm really excited about, is as the inaugural director of the AI and Technology Office at the U.S. Department of Energy. And I have to say, it's just, it's a great honor to be the first director for an office with such an historic mission to drive AI transformation in, in DOE. And regarding our office, the AI and Technology Office, we just passed our one-year anniversary on September 5th, and our primary role is to coordinate AI activities across the department, and this includes representing DOE's AI interests with other government organizations, academia, private sector, and international allies. Well, that's spectacular. You know, I think it's really interesting, you know, and one of the great reasons why we're having you share your insight at the Data AI Conf that's coming up September 14th through 18th, 2020. And for those of you who are listening, by the way, on this podcast, if you're able to make it to the conference, we highly encourage you to join us. There's going to be several thousand folks that are focused on the data side of AI participating in this conference. And also, if you're hearing this after the fact, you actually can go back and watch the events. All the sessions are going to be available for replay. So I just want to point that out that you haven't necessarily missed anything, although you might miss an opportunity to ask some questions if you want to. So we encourage you, if you're listening, to do that. But, you know, one of the reasons why we're so excited to have Cheryl participating is because of the long and rich history that the Department of Energy has. And people may not really know that the Department of Energy has a long history with artificial intelligence. So maybe for our listeners here, if you can, Cheryl, you know, can you share with us the history of AI at the Department of Energy? Oh, sure. I'd be happy to. You know, the Department of Energy has an 80-year legacy of innovation, and it's an unmatched R&D infrastructure. Really, I think of it as the R&D backbone of our country. Incredible accomplishments in scientific discovery. And the DOE and our 17 national labs, which are situated across the country, 
are the single biggest incubator of innovation in our country and an amazing historic legacy here. And our enterprise has been deeply engaged, often in partnership with private sector and with academia in the machine learning and artificial intelligence area for decades, which a lot of people don't really know. And, you know, when you think about it, the major components of successful AI, data, algorithms, computing capacity, the DOE is a leader in all three of these. And because of these capabilities and our unrivaled computing capabilities, DOE is, we are uniquely positioned to lead the federal government's efforts to develop, advance, and deliver on the promise of artificial intelligence. And, you know, right now, our department is, and the national laboratories, are leading over 600 different AI projects. So, consider that it's quite a large number. I haven't, I don't know anywhere where they have 600 AI projects underway. And these are projects that are designed to strengthen our core missions of energy, cyber, and national security, and to accelerate scientific discovery. And we're using AI to increase precision, subsurface energy exploration, which not only increases production, but it also addresses environmental concerns. And we're also using it to boost the reliability and resiliency of our electrical grid, and that provides a foundation for our economic and national security. So there are so many areas here where we're applying AI that go beyond our focus, our mission, our four mission areas. But a few of them are to boost crop yields, accelerate the development of new medicines. And again, we're just really uniquely positioned here with the power of our high-performance computing as well. Yeah, you guys definitely have a lot of projects going on. 600 is incredible. As the first director of the Artificial Intelligence and Technology Office within the Department of Energy, how do you plan on developing, delivering, and managing AI technologies to support the department? Well, as I mentioned, there are literally hundreds of promising projects touching every corner of our enterprise. But until now, those efforts have been siloed. They lacked coordination and strategic direction. And this is why in the last year, in September, the former Secretary Perry, he established our office so that we could serve as the enterprise's nerve center for AI and to help really assess, coordinate, and drive the unmatched progress in this critical area. And, you know, so we were founded in September. I arrived in February. And since then, we've really accomplished a lot. So a few things that we've done is we've created a DOE AI strategy for the entire department. And we've done that in coordination with a multitude of offices across the DOE. And we've created our own strategic vision for the AI and technology office. And I like to say, you know, if you want to know what we will be doing, and if you want to see us in action, this is what you'll see when, you know, when, when I present our strategic vision. And we're hiring up for our growing office and standing up the coordination capability. And we also just launched our first RFI. Okay, well, that will be of interest because I know that a lot of our listeners are very involved in AI from a lot of different perspectives, and they may be interested in this RFI. I mean, one of the interesting and cool things about the conference, just in general, about AI is that there actually really is a pretty heavy public sector presence. I don't think people realize how much governments, not just here in the U.S., we have a lot of international listeners as well, but governments all over the world are just really embracing technologies like AI and automation and advanced analytics. 
and you know conversational technology because it's is it's really empowering you know these governments to provide better services to be more efficient more effective and get better insights so that's really pretty cool of course you know when people think about governments and data you know sometimes there's trust and sometimes there isn't you know it's just sort of the nature of the beast so would be curious to hear a little bit about DOE's you know Department of Energy's perspective on ethics and responsible use of AI yeah, I think that's a really critical question, something that we need to consider in every stage of the development and application of AI. And, you know, as President's Executive Order on Artificial Intelligence really makes clear, it's absolutely essential that America leads the way in development and application of AI, but not as a function of vanity, but because we need to ensure that it becomes prevalent in our daily lives. And AI reflects that it, as it becomes prevalent, that it, it really reflects our democratic values and respect for human rights and dignity. And this is something that we're very devoted to. And, and a few points that I would make here is that, make no mistake, America is engaged in a new space race in AI. And other countries do not share our values and the adversaries that we have in this new space race. And they also are using AI in ways that would violate our understanding of human rights and human dignity. And so we want to use it as a force for good, one that improves our daily lives and not as a weapon to control people. And we want to use it in respecting also individual rights and privacy. So we have the power and the obligation to lead in technological development and to partner with the private sector and academia and, and like-minded allies to shape the future of AI for, as a force for good. And that is something that we're very devoted to in our interagency work and in our work with allies. You know, that's great that you share that. I think that a lot of people always want to know how different agencies are working and thinking about AI with ethics and responsible AI. So, you know, it's always really positive to hear that you're really thoroughly thinking this through. And I think, you know, everybody involved will be really appreciative of that, especially as things progress. You have a very rich background. You know, you've been in public and private sectors. And we also were fortunate enough to have you in our AI in government event, which listeners, if you're not familiar with that, we encourage you to check out AIingovernment.com. And you can actually listen to Cheryl's presentation at that event as well. And I'll make sure to link to it in the show notes. I know that this was a really hot question during that presentation. So I want to make sure we ask it in our podcast as well. How is the Department of Energy engaging industry and private sector in your AI efforts? Well, you know, there are many vehicles for cooperation, CRADAs, uh, strategic partnership projects, funding opportunities, grants, consortia. So many vehicles such as those that a lot of partners who work with the DOE are aware of. But I think I'd like to talk less about the actual vehicles and more about how we do it. And one thing I would say before getting into some examples is to say that partnerships are absolutely essential to our success. So we will not be successful as a department unless we partner with the private sector, with academia, with nonprofits, and with our like-minded allies. That's absolutely critical to success. So a couple of projects that I'd like to highlight, and I think I mentioned that since I arrived here that we have done all this strategic work, standing up the coordination capability and launching our first RFI. And then we're, we've also launched these two new projects in the last six months, and they are 
what we call cross-cutting projects because we're working with a number of other partners. And I think it's a good application to really make the example here with these two first projects. So one is COVID Insights. And so most recently, we brought the power of Summit, which I think I mentioned is our nation's fastest supercomputer, and also our scientific and AI expertise to the fight against COVID. And this is an unprecedented data sharing agreement that we developed through the COVID Insights Partnership, and it will help us better understand and fight the spread and also find a vaccine for this deadly virus. And it's a testament to how this administration is using federal agencies HHS and the VA, and working together like never before to make sure that we bring the critical data and the technological capabilities to overcome this virus. And one of the things I'd like to highlight here is the data sharing aspect. So really a whole of government approach and bringing together our best and most critical data sets along with the AI capabilities at our national lab to fight this disease. And then a second project is the First Five Consortium, and that's really an amazing consortium of over a dozen members. I'm co-chairing it, our AI and technology office, we are co-chairing it with Microsoft. And we just announced this a few weeks ago here in, in August. So it's a joint effort. We're working with the tech sector, academia, and the first responder community to develop AI-powered tools that will help them respond to national disasters like wildfires and floods. And what we're putting into their hands is really near real-time data that will allow them to save lives. So these are just a couple examples of the fascinating work that we're doing in AI. And, you know, when you combine our unmatched computing power with AI, we are just uniquely positioned to unleash the power of AI and change and save lives. Well, that's great. Well, that's definitely the good side of artificial intelligence and data and predictive analytics and machine learning. And we spend a lot of time talking about those applications on the AI Today podcast. We've been doing this now for three years. Yeah, for those listening, overall over 150 episodes, 106, I don't even know what number we're at, but we're a lot of episodes. And we hear all these different applications of AI machine learning, you know, because people think about AI, especially if they have only a casual experience with it, and they think of all the science fiction-y kind of things. And they, yeah, there's certainly a lot of work on autonomous vehicles and, you know, robots that can, you know, interact with people and conversational systems, but a lot of sort of like what people are doing, sort of the day-to-day tasks of machine learning, deriving insight from data and making machines more intelligent by basically trying to find the patterns. A lot of them are being applied to, well, sometimes more mundane things, but also some of these things like, you know, trying to find cures for various diseases and pandemics where you have so much data, it's just really difficult for humans to comb through that. And the power of machine learning and artificial intelligence can do that, especially when you pair that with really super fast computing and you know tons of data and big data and all that sort of good stuff. So that's really, really you know, very insightful, really very exciting. So, you know, kind of on that exciting note, you know, uh, as a final note, you know, what do you believe the future of artificial intelligence is in general and its application to organizations and agencies and beyond? Well, it's, it's really transformational. So what, one thing that I'm really excited about, and I think, you know, you really see it in this COVID insights project that we're doing is that the ability for AI to transform healthcare. And so I'm excited to see the growth of precision medicine that's really tailored to the individual. You know, when you think about the few billion genes that each of us has and and the human genome and how even DOE was really critical in developing the standing of the human genome. 
what applying AI to healthcare and how it's just changing our capabilities every day. And we even see that in the fight against COVID. So that's something that's very exciting for the future. But I really see it also generally as transformational like electricity was, where it will apply to every part of our economy and will fundamentally change our lives. And I think another area is data. It's really giving us a greater appreciation for data and the importance of how we curate and use it. And then finally, I would say that AI is really critical to our national security. And I think I mentioned that as well before, that we're in a new space race and it's about AI. Well, that's that's fantastic insight. I think a lot of people believe that as well, that AI is transformative technology, just like the Internet and big data and mobile. We're all fundamentally transformative to not just sort of what we did on a daily basis, but a lot of our society. So once again, we really enjoyed having Cheryl here on this podcast. And for those listeners, we do have a bonus podcast. So stay tuned. We have a couple more questions we're going to dig into on some of the unique opportunities of the public sector for AI and talking a little about the AI ready workforce and some more things. So I encourage you to go to AIToday.live to listen to those bonus podcast questions. Shell has been incredibly generous with her time and sharing. I think that's another testament to what government agencies like the Department of Energy are doing. They're not just doing this work and doing this work, say, in private and with, you know, contractors that aren't sharing. They're doing this work out here in the open, and this work is being shared as they're doing it. You know, we're not finding out about this years later. So I think this is a huge testament to governments who are really getting involved and engaged with AI and participating with the academic and with the industry sector and with the world and sharing all those things, I think is a fantastic transparency and openness that I I think we should be looking forward to. And all the companies that are doing out there, not just government agencies, should be doing the same, sharing what they're doing, you know, participating in all sorts of opportunities, things like AI Today on the podcast, participating in events like the Data AI Conference, where we're not only going to hear from great folks like Cheryl and other folks in the public sector, but also a lot of industry participation as well. We'll be hearing at that conference from folks like Home Depot and Dun & Bradstreet and American Express and, you know, Fulton Bank and, you know, lots of industries who are applying AI and looking at the data side and sharing what they're doing. And I think in the spirit of sharing, that's part of what all this is about. So I really wanted to thank Cheryl so much for participating in this AI Today podcast. We're excited to hear everything that you're going to be sharing with our conference audience. Well, thank you. It was my pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much, Cheryl, for joining us today. This was an incredible podcast. And listeners, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please make sure to rate us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. As always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes, as well as a link to our bonus episode with Cheryl that we encourage you all to listen to as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group. And make sure to join the Cognolytica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. 
As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.